Welcome to Basic Doctrine of the Bible. The teaching series within this podcast is a part of the Basic Discipleship Program. In 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. Our hope is that this material will encourage you to have a great appreciation and respect for God's Word. Now, let's join today's lesson. Hey, welcome to Basic Doctrine of the Bible. We're in this basic discipleship series entitled Basic Doctrine of the Bible. And we're talking about some important truth related to God's book, the Holy Bible, Scripture. If you want to be a strong disciple, you've got to have a high biblical regard for Scripture. We've been talking in this series of discipleship lessons on the nature of the Bible. So we've dealt with topics like inspiration, authority, and inerrancy. In this lesson, we want to talk about what we call the sufficiency of Scripture. The sufficiency of Scripture. According to the Bible, the Bible gives us all things needed for life and godliness. 2 Peter 1, 3-4. In Romans 15, 4, Paul teaches us that whatever things were written in the past were written for our instruction so that we may have patient endurance and hope through the Scripture. So get this idea from God's Word. God's Word has the ability to load you up with everything you need to live the Christ life. As a Christian, you don't have to look anywhere else for truth. You don't have to go outside the bounds of the Bible to find the encouragement and enlightenment you need for life. You've got it in God's Word. This is something we call the sufficiency of Scripture. This is a doctrine that teaches this. The Bible is of itself sufficient for faith and for life. So if you want to be strong and grow into all that God wants you to be, if you want to be like that tree, the psalmist says, that's planted beside the waters that bears its fruit in due season, you need to have this conviction about the Bible. It will give me the insight and the illumination I need to live the Christian life. Now, we, we arrive at this doctrine of sufficiency because we believe these other three doctrines we've talked about in this study. If God's Word is indeed inspired, that is, it has its source from the mouth of God. If God's Word is inspired... If it is inerrant, that means it's without error. And if it is authoritative, that is, it speaks truth, then it stands to reason that it is also sufficient. I mean, if God has spoken without error and given us a standard for life, then we have what we need from God. The Bible is sufficient. Believers live with that conviction. Live with that truth in mind. Look to God's Word. In a world of so many ideas on social media and in the news outlets, in a world of so many Christian self-help books, in a world of so many philosophies, realize this, God's Word will give you what you need for living the Christian life. 
Now, when we study the Word of God, we can see that this doctrine is true. I mean, I've shared scriptures already that highlight this reality. But also, as we study the Word of God, we can see specific ways in which this doctrine is true. I mean, the Bible reveals specific things that it gives us. And so we can see that Scripture is sufficient by studying from the Bible different provisions from Scripture. Now, now I could give you a really long list here, and I am going to give you a long list, but I could give you even a longer list. But here's the list I want to give you. To guide our study, I want to give you 12 provisions. 12. 12 provisions Scripture gives us. Uh, Number one, Scripture helps bring salvation. Scripture helps bring salvation. This is the first way it's sufficient. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.15, You have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ. How does one come to faith in Christ? Well, it's by the telling of God's word. The very principles of Scripture, when declared, are sufficient to illuminate one's thinking, to make one aware of the truth of sin and salvation. The Bible is like a sharp sword that has the ability to pierce to the heart and make one aware of his or her need for salvation. Uh, Know this great truth about Scripture. The Bible, when rightfully declared, rightly declared, has the ability to bring a person to salvation. It makes the paths of salvation clear. The Bible is sufficient for salvation. It also is sufficient for growing a person's faith. We could say scripture grows one's faith. In other words, after one is saved, There is a need for that one to have not just that initial saving faith, but to have that continual, ongoing, habit of life faith. That regular, habitual trust in God during the different seasons, storms, and struggles of life. How do you grow your faith? How do you develop your faith? I mean, we know the Bible says, Romans 1.17, the just person will live by faith. But how can one develop his or her faith? Well, the Bible tells us. The Bible is the answer. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That means in ways beyond our comprehension, when we read and study the Bible, when we learn God's precepts, when we read stories of the saints of old, something supernatural happens in our soul. The sufficiency of Scripture guarantees that our faith will grow as we ingest the Bible and reflect upon it. Scripture grows our faith. We could say, number three, that Scripture matures a person. Now, we all need maturing in life. We are all born imperfect. We all stumble in many ways. We all, once we are born again, are not at the full measure of what we ought to be in Christ. Until we reach the new heaven and the new earth, we'll all be singing, He's still working on me to make me in what I ought to be. 
John says in 1 John 3, uh, brothers and sisters, it has not yet appeared what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So we know this, we are all imperfect. We all stand in need of spiritual maturity. How can we experience such maturity? Well, it requires the grace of God. And one of God's means of growth in grace is God's word. Uh, Peter says in 1 Peter 2.2, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Be like an infant, my friend. Go to the Word of God every day. View it as spiritual milk for your weary soul. And know that when you drink of this book, as you read and as you understand the truth of God, something supernatural happens. By the power of the Holy Spirit in your soul, you are matured and transformed by ingesting, meditating upon reading and obeying the Word of God. This book is a book unlike any other book. It has power to grow you in grace. Oh, let your song be the song of the psalmist. Say, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Scripture matures a person, number three, but number four, Scripture accomplishes sanctification. Scripture accomplishes sanctification. Now, sanctification is the process whereby we become more holy, more set apart from the world and set apart unto the Lord. Sanctification is us becoming more like Jesus, reserved for his special use in this world. And Jesus taught that the word of God is a means of us becoming more holy and set apart from the world. He said in John 17, 17, sanctify them, praying for us, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Hear the conviction of Jesus. Through the truth of God, you are sanctified, set apart. When you cherish it in your heart, memorize it, aim with the help of the Holy Spirit to obey it, you are consequently, gradually, progressively sanctified to become more and more like Jesus. Know this, holiness and sanctification isn't something fabricated by man. It comes by the grace of God via the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Make sure you have a daily time of personal worship where you set your eyes upon the truth of God and hold it in your hearts regularly during the troubles and trials and temptations of life. Set your mind upon what God says. Be diligent to do that. And in doing so, you will gradually, progressively be more and more sanctified. Scripture accomplishes sanctification. We could say this also. Scripture has the ability to discern the state of a person's psyche. Scripture discerns the state of a person's psyche. In other words, the Bible is a better counselor than any human counselor. Now, don't hear what I didn't say. There's a need at times for counselors. 
But if you want to know what's going on in your soul, if you want to know the state of your spirit, if you want to be able to discern your thought processes and straighten out faulty mental schemas, look no further than the Word of God. The Bible says this, The Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I remember one time I was dealing with a difficult person. There was an individual in my life who was really behaving in a toxic way. And it was hurtful. It was frustrating me. I couldn't understand why the person was acting the way he was. I remember talking to a mutual friend and I said, I just wish I could understand what's going on in his head. Why is he thinking like this? What is motivating him to behave in this way? And our mutual friend said this to me. He said, Patrick, I don't think you could discern that. In fact, I don't even think he, our friend, has the capacity to understand what's going on in his heart. My friend was right. Many times in life, when we're down in the dumps, when we're discouraged and depressed, when we're engaging in toxic lifestyle choices, we, if truth be told, don't know what's going on on the inside. The Bible teaches this very principle. Who can understand the heart of man? Man's ways are past finding out in a sense. But thanks be to God, according to the author of Hebrews, we have the word of God. And sometimes I've read the Bible and I've been struggling with something in my life. I've been at a place in my life where I realize my thoughts, my actions are toxic. And I've struggled, Lord, what do I do? Help me to make heads from tails in this situation. I realize I'm confused. And then I've read the word of God and some verse, some principle has seemingly jumped off the page and arrested my mind and made me aware of my thought processes and where they're unhealthy. The word of God has an ability to discern the state of our psyche and to peer in to the deep things of our souls and peel back the layers and show us truth for our given situation. Number six, I would say this. Scripture protects from sin. Scripture protects from sin. There is perhaps no better safeguard in the evil day than the Word of God. When temptation is near, when moral ruin is on the horizon, the Word of God, when we reflect upon it, can save our souls from stumbling. The psalmist said, Psalm 119.11, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Hear the teaching of Scripture. The Bible is sufficient to safeguard you from sin. When your mind, heart, and soul are full of the Word of God, when you're regularly reading it, memorizing it, when you're engaged in frequent Bible study, when you are storing up Scripture in your soul rather than the stuff and the smut of this world, you will be more likely to disarm the enemy's tactics. Uh, Think about this. When you stumble across that sensual TV show, 
when you hear that person who wants to entice you into gossip, if your heart and mind is filled with the word of God, you will have help. Scripture is sufficient. Number number seven, Scripture fills a person with God's love. How is the Bible sufficient? What does it do for us? How does it help us? Well, we see number seven, that Scripture fills a person with God's love. In 1 Peter 1, 22, we read this, Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other from a pure heart, love one another constantly because you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Notice Peter commands people in first century churches to love one another but he indicates that the word of God in our souls gives us the capacity to truly love because we know the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbors yourself. We are enlightened and therefore enabled to love. And with the word of God in our souls, Romans 5, 5 teaches us we now have the capacity to love because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Oh, some people seem unlovable, don't they? But when you walk in the Word and live according to the Word, you will be empowered to love even the most unlovable. And that's not just pie-in-the-sky stuff. That's real Christian truth. The Word of God is a book unlike any other book. It is sufficient to help us love. Scripture number eight provides great wisdom. It provides great wisdom. Psalm 119 is another place where we see this truth. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse number 50, this is my comfort in life. This is my comfort in affliction. Your promise has given me life. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, 66, teach me good discernment for I rely on your commands. The commands of God from the word of God give us good judgment and good discernment. Read the Bible and you'll get wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to put knowledge into action. Wisdom isn't necessarily information, Wisdom is to know how to apply God's information to the various circumstances of life. And know this, as you read the Word of God, you gain more of that wisdom. I can remember being a new believer, and I was encouraged to read a proverb a day, Book of Wisdom. There's 31 proverbs. And I was encouraged to eat. Normally, there's 31 days in a month. Patrick, read a proverb a day. And I really sensed as a college student, I had wisdom far beyond, not bragging, but wisdom far beyond other peers. Why? Because an older man had taught me, read a proverb a day. I like to say, read a proverb a day and you'll keep the stupid away. Never forget it. God's word is sufficient to give you wisdom. God's word also, Psalm 119.50, that's the verse I quoted earlier. I got ahead of myself. The, the, the reference for number nine is Psalm 119.50. It 
Scripture number nine is sufficient to comfort us in trials. I read that earlier. This is my comfort in my affliction. Your promise, the word of God, your promise has given me life. Oh, how beautiful the Bible is for those who have suffered the untimely death of loved ones, for those who have battled a grave disease, for those who have been hurt by those closest to them, for those who have experienced the financial fallout. They've known that the word of God in the midst of trials can give a degree of joy, hope, and peace. I've gone through seasons of life of great hurt and great struggle, but I've made it my aim to each day get in this book. I've discovered that in the midst of pain, I could have precious promises. Oh, friends, don't give up on God when you're going through a trial. Cling to Him like never before. And in the midst of your tough time, make time for God's truth. And you'll have mixed in with your trial, the promises of God. You'll come out on the other side and say, with the saints of old, it's been good for me that I've been afflicted. Scripture comforts and trials. Number 10, Scripture strengthens a person. Scripture strengthens a person. John tells us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, this great truth. He says, I've written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I've written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. Then listen, I've written to you, young men, because you are strong, for God's word remains in you. Now notice, God's word doesn't necessarily make you strong unless it remains in you. But indeed, notice, if God's word is in you, That is, if you're storing it up in your life and your brain is like a sponge full of scriptural truth, then you will be, the Bible says, spiritually strong. Now now think about it. Have you ever seen one of these strongman competitions? I've seen these guys are like huge, right? It's unbelievable. I mean, I've seen them pick up a car, flip it over, accomplish great feats of strength, move huge barrels filled with water. How do they do it? Well, they spend a lot of time in the gym pumping iron, building up their muscles, eating crazy amounts of protein, engaging in other forms of training. Uh, Know this, if you want to be strong spiritually, all you got to do is get in this book and take a look and learn the Lord's truth and, and quit storing your mind with stuff from TV shows and movies that are unprofitable. Quit scanning social media and taking in all that useless information. Instead, spend time in the Word of God. Let your soul be like a reservoir for heavenly truth. And the Bible says when that takes place, you will be spiritually strong. So no matter what the world, the flesh, the devil throw your way, you're strong, man. You're strong, woman, because you've got the Word of God in your life. Scripture strengthens a person. Uh, scripture also, we believe, by looking at the Word of God, gives direction for life. Number 11, Scripture gives direction for life. Psalm 119, we're back there. Psalm 119, 105 says this, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You're, you, you probably know that verse. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
We, we might read that and think of somebody like out on the trail with a flashlight, a high beam. In, in David's day, there was no such device. Usually a traveler had some type of handheld lamp or lantern. And the light given by that lantern was, gave just enough illumination for a few steps in front of the traveler. It gave just enough light for the road right ahead of the one holding the lamp. And this is a metaphor for how the Word of God works in our life. The Lord doesn't shine a high beam in life and show us what's years down the road in advance, not even months in advance. Instead, as we daily read the Word of God, He gives us just enough light for the journey right in front of, the, in front of us. So do you need direction in life? Are you worrying what to do with that wayward child? Are you concerned about how to approach work or what's next in your career? Do you need advice for dealing with that difficult person? Look no further than the Word of God. If you read it, you'll get direction for life. The Proverbs say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and He will direct your paths. Scripture is sufficient, my friend. Why is it sometimes when we need advice, we're so quick to do a Google search, call a friend, ask a coworker, order a book off Amazon, yet sometimes we're so slow to just go to this blessed book that's sufficient for all things for life and godliness. Gain this conviction if you want to be a great, strong disciple. Scripture is sufficient. It gives direction for life. And then lastly, I'd say this. Scripture, how is it sufficient? It pours out many blessings. It pours out many blessings. I, I close with this point because this list really could go on and on and on. I mean, I could give you perhaps a hundred or more ways in which Scripture is sufficient. But I close number 12. And number 12 is kind of a number of completion or perfection in the Bible. I close with number 12 saying this. Scripture pours out many blessings, just to make the point. Scripture is sufficient in many more ways. The psalmist said, How happy is one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers? Instead, his delight is, is, is in the Lord's instruction. He meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, prospers. So know this, when you commit to regularly read the Bible, study it, apply it to your life, by God's grace, obey it, you will bring all types of innumerable blessings in your life. Scripture is indeed super sufficient. Cherish it, love it, read it, study it, obey it. Thank you for joining us today for our lesson on Basic Doctrine of the Bible. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast or visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the materials presented in this lesson or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.